0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. an exciting time to live and to be here. And, uh, yo... There's uh, so many conversations going around and I think the word Corona is being used more than anything in everywhere and all over the place, but we are excited. We want to call the name of Jesus. So I want to pray for us as we're going to talk through this series on the freedom from fear, freedom from fear. It's so important that you and I. Uh, align ourselves like we do wheel alignment in a car, (laughs) come in, align ourselves to the word of God, and how should we respond in this time as the body of Christ? There's so many people responding in negative ways, they're murmuring, there's a lot of negativity going around, insecurity, people are out of their comfort zone, and that's a reality. But how do we respond and how should you and I as individuals, but then also as a society and as a community uh, use this opportunity, because I never before have we got such an opportunity. Like Esther, you know, when she walked in and she said, and they were said, as for a time as this. So let's be part of that, uh, bridegroom, uh, the bride that's waiting for the bridegroom and that connection, like the virgins that waited for the bridegroom to come, uh, the 15, just coming together, or the 10 coming together, I have almost got my doctrines wrong, the 10 coming together, but only 5, their lamps were filled, and so I want to pray that we'll be part of that, Uh, just the brides that will say, yes Lord, we're ready for your coming, so let's pray, Father we thank you for the freedom we have, Yeah, to fill our lamps again today, Lord, and to sit under your word. Your word is eternal. Your word doesn't change, Lord. Even if we read it the second time or the third time or the fourth time, it's still powerful. And we want to bless you, Lord, that we can use this internet platform and our relationships lord and that you speak to us holy spirit you are alive you're a person and we acknowledge your work lord even when we're sitting all over the place lord some people are alone some people are sitting in their rooms lord some are gathering and we want to thank you for this time because we two or more are there in your name you are there with us lord you are emmanuel with us and we thank you for your overflowing and abundant life and we say yes to that this morning lord come and build your church in jesus name we pray and everyone says, Amen. Amen. So I want to read us a couple of scripture. And just the first one is a reminder of the, this new covenant, this kingdom of God. And if we find it in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, verse 28 to 29. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. And so, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Sure innumerable company of angels there's the mediator of the new covenant there's the blood of jesus that speaks there's a witness and a testimony of christ in our midst and so it says when we come together or when we embrace the word of god and we say lord let your incorruptible word come into our hearts then something changes it's a different it's a spiritual dynamic and let's not be in the flesh in this time as the church let's be spiritual yes be practical be responsible but especially spiritual, spiritually minded. And this is what he says. When we come together, we're gathering together as the city of God, as the heavenly Jerusalem. And we have this mediator called Jesus. He mediates and reconciles us to God. And if ever there was a time and a message of reconciliation, it's now. Jesus came to save. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But there's also the testimony of his blood the protection of his blood, the life of his blood. And I want to encourage you to take communion together, to remember what he has done in our lives, especially in this time as family and as friends to gather together. But then he comes and he says, there's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Isn't that amazing when everything else is shaking and people's hearts are shaking and people's hearts are failing them because of fear, because of hey, just insecurity. What more do we have than a kingdom that cannot be shaken? It cannot be thrown. God doesn't fall from his throne. Um, even when we feel there's a storm going on, Jesus is in the boat. You know, if I was one of those disciples, shok, I would have probably also said, Jesus, why are you sleeping while the boat is going under? But, hey, Jesus cannot drown. Amen. And he will not um, be just panicking like many people are doing because he is the Prince of Peace. He is. The lily of the valley. He is the comforter. He sent the comforter to to us through the Holy Spirit. Listen to what David says. Because I, I love the raw and authentic real response of David. Even to real fear. Because you know if we see this fear in our lives. Or we see the fear in the world. It's not about ignoring our circumstances, because that's a bit of blind faith. A lot of people tackle stuff and say, no, no, just ignore it. I'm not going to get the virus, so so I'm not going to wash my hands. No, we have to be practical. There is a real fear. People feel intimidated, but how do we respond to that? Who do we bring it to, and what happens in our hearts when when we deal with this fear? Listen to David. He says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Yo, I will love you, God. You are my strength. You are my rock. You are my fortress. I hide in a fortress. You are my stronghold. I will trust you. You are my shield, the one who covers me around before, behind, on top. God will cover you. And this is what he says, you know, and he says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The pangs of death surrounded me and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. So he was afraid. He says, sure, even death came to knock on my door. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me; the snares of death confronted me. How many of us can say that? You. This sounds terrible, but <laughs> it's like that's what he says. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. Again, he says, I called upon God. It's time to call on God and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from His temple, and my cry came before Him, even to His ears. God. Christ. God hears what's happening in our hearts. But it's so important that we call upon him. It's so important that we respond like David responded and says, this is who God is. Don't try and change God. Don't say, oh, he's not good. Because what the devil tries is he tries to accuse us. And he tries to accuse God and says, well, did God really say, is God really good? Is God really in charge? Look at what's happening in the world. You know, is it the new world order? What is happening? So many conspiracies, theories even going. But David said, I will trust in God, even when death knocks on my door, even when hell comes to look so close to me. You know, he said it in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Yeah, I will fear no evil. You know, but don't stop in the valley of the shadow of death. Walk through it because you're walking with God. You know, And he says, "My even at in, in the table, there's a place where God prepares a table for me. In front of my enemies. It doesn't mean you're not going to have enemies. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be afraid. But there's a table where God invites us to come and sit at that table. In the face of your enemies. And so living in denial. That's the place in Egypt. Not the river. The (laughs) denial. Okay. So lots of people want to live in denial. And say no, no. You shouldn't be afraid at all. You can't be afraid. No. The only thing we should be afraid of is God. The fear of God. And that's what we read in that first scripture is fear God. Let there be grace in the way that we serve him. You know, grace is an enablement. So you can't do it in yourself. When you face these fears, be real about it. Don't deny it, but let your response go to God. Let your heart go to God. Let your worship go to God. Call upon God, even when there's enemies in your life, <clears throat> even when It looks like your business is going down. Even when it looks like, sure, things are not working out or a lot of people are talking about these things. But he says, hey, God's ears always hears. God always listens. I love what Angus says. He says, yeah, the best form of defense is attack. (laughs) So go on the offense. You know, tell people what God is saying. You know, go for it. (laughs) You know, so I've got a really responsive crowd this morning and it's great stuff, you know. As if they've heard it for the second time. So Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles 20 says like, hey guys, the worship is in front. You know, the armies, the Midianites, everyone came against them. Go read that story. And we shared that story last year, you know, where they said, put the worship. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to worship, to focus on God. No, it does. Because you are praising God. You're telling the world and you're telling the spiritual realm who God is in your life. He's my fortress, he's my shield, he's my rock, he's my salvation. Daniel's friends as well. They were all thrown into the fire, fire, you know. And then there was another one walking there with him. They were not alone. And so the biggest lie that you and I can believe is that God just allows all of these things to happen, and God is not with us. No, he is Emmanuel, God with us. And so cry out to him, call out to him. That's why I love the Psalms. I love the way... David reacts and he says like, yeah, I'm I'm faced with all of these things. Even Paul himself, you know, when the angel appears to him in the book of Acts, the angel says, don't be afraid, Paul, because I have many people in this city. And then what Paul does is just, okay, I'm going to keep on preaching the gospel because that's, you know, it's not like I was not afraid. He was very afraid. And so it's in facing the fear, in walking into that, By faith and by also reality by saying, yes, God, God is with me. God is Emmanuel. Amen. So there are eight things that we're going to discuss in the next couple of weeks or, and especially with the students in the evening, in the evening service, we're going to focus a bit more on them. And I'm going to read through these eight things is firstly check system. That's what we're going to talk about a little little bit this morning. Keep seeking the kingdom. Stir up the gifts in you. Renew your mind. Taking every thought captive, walk in love, remain a giver, and fight the good fight of faith. Don't grow weary in doing that. And so these are some principles. How do we respond to fear? We don't never react, you know. Um, One of the examples is Jesus making a whip of cords. The Bible says he made a whip of cords and then he went into the temple and he drove out the money changers. But it took three days to make a whip of cords. He was not reactionary to his circumstances. So we're not saying, hey, jump into faith because you have fear. No, no, jump into God. Be in God. And that's why the first thing that we're talking about is checking your immune system, your spiritual immune system. In Philippians. Verse 4 to 8, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, all the time, with corona, no corona, with economy, no economy. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is working. The Lord is working. He <laughs> says, be anxious for nothing, because their circumstances was they could be anxious. He says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So instead of three scripture he says rejoice always start by rejoicing because when you rejoice you align yourself to who god is he is good he is our father he is faithful and true he will never leave us nor forsake us but that's where we rejoice because joy we find in him peace the shalom the word shalom means not an absence of trouble but peace in the middle of trouble Peace through the trouble, where, we, where there's a peace that guards our hearts and our minds. And it's a love that surpasses knowledge, that is above knowledge. And that's why you have to check your immune system. You have to build in yourself now every day a proper spiritual immune system. And that's by rejoicing always, giving thanks, because that's what it says there. Ask the Lord, yes, prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, but give thanks. Thank him for this opportunity. Thank him for, hey, your bad circumstances. Always rejoice. And then he says that peace will come in. But then later he also talks there and he says the third thing is meditate on things that are just, things that are noble, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of good report. You have to meditate. So fill yourself. And make sure that the environment is a healthy environment that you find yourself in. Put on worship music, the communication that you have with other people. Because I've been in a couple of (laughs) meetings and places. People are just so negative. What if this happens and what if that happens? And what if that happens and what if that happens? But it's as if people are not living in today. (laughs) Take it every day at a time and live in the fullness of God. You know, don't go for what's going to happen three months from now or three years from now. And you know, we have all these bad reports and yes, be realistic, but don't be afraid. There's a big difference when we are real with God and we are real with each other. And that's why we also need each other. And that's why we must be open, but we must put a God in front of our mouth. What we speak and what we say. Don't commit yourself to death. Commit yourself to life. Because James said it, not the worship leader. But James in the Bible says, Hey, this is the rudder of the ship. This will determine where you're going, is what you speak. You know, this massive ship can be steered in a way, and that is through the Christians and what we speak. We are the answer. And especially when it comes to our neighbors, especially when it comes to conversations we have, there are just so many opportunities to share the love of God. There are just so many opportunities to connect with people. And don't think like, oh, I must now suddenly go to India or to another place. The opportunities are there. Invite a neighbor over and say, hey, what's your greatest fear? Just ask questions. Engage with people because people have a lot of time at the moment. Corrie ten Boom said it like this. What empty tomorrow of its sorrows, it empties today of its strength. Worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrows, it empties today. It makes you like incapable, it makes you passive, it makes you just like go like wow. Just standing there. It empties today of its strength. Solomon said basically the same: if you're if you faint in the day of adversity, in troubling times, your strength is small. That's why God would say to Joshua so many times, be strong and courageous. Moses is dead. You have to get in. You have to joshua moses is dead but you be strong and courageous three times he said only be strong and courageous only be strong and courageous because what happens fear the fruit of fear is our strength fails our confidence before god and our confidence before people fails because we then withdraw and we just go like whoa and that's why if you get flu or you get sick, what is the first thing that happens? You stop eating. You stop filling yourself. You just like lie there and you wish, you know, especially us guys, you know, we get the man flu and we get and then it's the end of the world. Hallelujah. You know, praise God for ladies. You know, their pain threshold is just so much more, you know. Um, We as men just look at something and then we're already pop. you know, we just want to fall apart. But the amazing thing is, you know, what do we do? We stop eating. We stop meditating. We stop filling ourselves with life. And that's why it's so important that you spend time with God, spend time in his word, that you build the right immune system. Get the vitamin C, you know, get the get the devil away. The scripture a day keeps the devil away. Okay, so get scripture. Just Surround yourself with worship songs. Surround yourself with speaking life over each other. So the second thing is to keep seeking the kingdom of God. That first scripture we've read, hey, the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. The kingdom of God is coming, and it starts in you. That's when the disciples said, where's the kingdom? Jesus said, it's inside of you. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom is a position in God. It's a position before God. Righteousness, to be right before Him, to have joy despite our circumstances, and peace in The Lord. So His presence is so important. So it starts with your relationship with God. But listen to what Matthew writes here in verse 31. Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your Heavenly Father knows that you need Him. He knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God, and His righteousness, and His kingdom. His righteousness, right relationship with him, and all these things shall be added. So, as the church, I have the mentality, Lord, there's a crisis, there's a tragedy, there's a pandemic. But Lord, how do we seek your kingdom in this time? And the kingdom comes by our intimacy with God, but then the people God has placed around us. So, how do we reach out to those people? How do we encourage people? How do we invite them and say, hey, can I pray for you? I've had so many opportunities the last two weeks just to see the kingdom of God come in people's lives because people are really afraid. People want to hide. People want to, and then you just say, hey, can I pray for you? Can I minister to you? You know, what about your salvation? There's just so many opportunities now. And that's why the church, we mustn't, Fall into a spiritual sickness. We mustn't fall into a spiritual sleepiness. Now is the time to arise. Now is the time to pray. Now is the time to say, yes, Lord, thank you. You knew about this long before we got here. Yeah. I remember when we uh, traveled to Angola and we were sitting, I was sitting on the side of the road one day and, and it was just crazy because you know, all the police stopped us, and we didn't have the right permit, permits, and the electricity was off. And so, so I started to moan. I was just sitting there moaning, moaning, because now we had to turn back to Namibia, and that's what all the people said. And I started to moan and moan, and at a point, I felt the Holy Spirit said, will you worship me, despite what's going wrong right there? And so I just said, okay, Lord, I lift up your voice. I lift up my voice, and I lift up your word, and I just worship you. And the next moment, as I started to thank the Lord for the bad situation we were in, and I started to worship him, and I said, God, you are greater than this. The next moment, a car stopped right in front of us, and two officials got out. And they were on their way to Namibia, and the officials, and the one was a Christian. And the guy said, how can we help you? Um, and i said well we don't have the papers to go through all of these different sections of the country and he says well you know what he's going to help us he can actually he's the right official and he's just passing through but they just felt they had to stop here with us right in front of me they stopped so we went in and it was amazing we got all the papers we went through the the uh, place and and then there is there one other guy came to us a policeman and said hey uh are you these people and so our names were on there and we thought like how does this get you you know and as we drove off in the bus i got the shock of my life because i realized the electricity was off so there's no way those days were still fax faxes i know the young people you don't know what a fax is but a fax is a little paper that comes through a machine it's not like an email it just comes it the physical paper comes out of what the people have written on the other side and so there was like a, a freedom through the police with, to actually go through the whole of Angola. So as I was sitting there in the bus with this fax and with the other papers of this guy, I realized like this fax either had to come through supernaturally because there was no electricity, or the fax already arrived yesterday. And then I checked, I realized like this fax arrived the previous day, and God was just waiting for me to start to worship him. So God knew about that circumstance a day before the time and the fax was actually sent before the electricity even went off. And then I realized like, wow, hey, if you seek the kingdom of God, supernatural things will happen. But seek it first. I mean, the third thing that I want to focus on just very simply is to stir up the gifts in Second Timothy 1 verse 6 to 7. It says, For I remind you to stir up the gift of God which was in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This is Paul writing to Timothy. And I love the relationship that Paul had with Timothy. He says, Hey Timothy, I remind you to stir up the gift. Hey Sean, I remind you to stir up the gift. Because why? You're going to forget. What has God placed inside of you? What has He done in your life? You have to stir it up. That real word for fear is actually a spirit of intimidation. We get intimidated by our circumstances. That's when we look to the things around us. So Timothy was in a situation where people were saying, no, you're too young. You do this. You do that. Hey. And then Paul says, I remind you, stir up the gift, fan the flame. That's the real word, fan the flame. It's like a little fire. What is the fire? And put wood on it just little by little. You know, we, started a pizza oven at our house but you can't make a big fire you have to like do little three hours before the time bits of wood on it and you have to stir it up all the time keep the fire burning so don't let the fire just be quenched don't let circumstances overwhelm you and that's so beautiful about this picture with the the ladies that were waiting for the bridegroom 10 of them were waiting for the bridegroom but only five had their lamps full Time to fill our lamps, time to stir up the gifts and trust the Lord because his arm is not to show, to heal, to touch and to deliver. He will stretch it forth. He will heal. He will deliver despite what happens around us. And so this is why we need to remind each other, who's God in your life? We need to remind ourselves and go write some of those promises down. Say, no, Lord, this is what you said over my business. Lord, this is what you said over my family. Lord, you will take care of us when we seek your kingdom first. And so it is challenging because, hey, yes, we have all these emotions, but then we are spiritual beings. So don't reject the emotions, but cope with it and put boundaries around the emotions. Like David said to his own soul, bestow my soul and know that he is God. So sometimes you have to speak about that, and that's why... The things I'm going to share uh, in the session for the evening service is simply to renew our minds, to take thoughts captive, to fight the good fight of faith, because we can so easily lose courage. You know, but what did the first church pray in the book of Acts? When the persecution came, they just said, Lord, grant to us boldness that we can preach Your word. You know, Jerusalem wasn't an easy place for them to go to. The disciples 500 of them had the instruction to go up to Jerusalem. You know, Nazareth, much nicer. There's the pineapple is nicer. The fruit is nicer. It's nice. there. the wind is cooler. It's, it's a much better place. Jerusalem is up on a hill, it's tougher to go back there. And they were very afraid. The doors were locked in Jerusalem and the disciples were afraid to be killed. So there was a lot of fear, but in the middle of that fear, the Holy Spirit came in the middle of that fear. God would send a revival to his people, but, 500 received the instruction, and only 120 made it. What happened to the other 380? They lost focus. They got distracted, mostly because of fear. They didn't want to go back to those areas, because they said, no, no, God can obviously not move there. So don't fall for that lie that God cannot move in this time. He is moving. And the church is arising, the true church. There's a lot of other stuff that has happened, and I'm um, there's going to be challenging times for people that just do events. You know, but we... God has been so faithful to us a couple of times this year. He's already said, what if we can't have church like we have it now, just on a Sunday where we go to an event? What if we need to meet in little homes? And now is our opportunity to be the church. God has been speaking all all, a couple of months. And I'm just saying, yes, bring it on, Jesus. This is the time for the church to arise. This is the time for us to be the church and yeah now you can't rely on me as the pastor or eugene or some of the other cool guys sitting here you can't rely on them to start making work you have to make it work you have to say let's get together let's pray together you know because what is the difference It's just smaller groups but it's so amazing when the church arises and so clint was was saying to me this morning he said like oh yeah they just can inviting people and this is happening and that is great and i say, wonderful that is amazing you know because your neighbor's are sitting at home so invite them in say hey come we're gonna have church together we're gonna break bread together what an opportunity because so many people don't have sports to watch they don't have big events you know suddenly people are sitting there it's almost like that dog that runs that chasing after your car and wants to bite your car's wheel and when you stop it goes like the dog doesn't know what to do you know so a lot of people are just like huh (laughs) you know what what must we do now Now is the time, okay, for us as a church to arise. So renew our minds. You know, it's like we've been looking for the trophy, but now that we have the trophy, we don't know what to do with it. The last scripture I want to read to us in 1 John 4, verse 7 to 18, just again. Beloved, let us love one another. Love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is love, verse 10. this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Opportunity to love with his own love. (laughs) Opportunity to love other people. We cannot be isolated. This is the time to love. We don't know what it practically will mean in the next couple of weeks or months. But there's going to be a challenge. We're going to need to love our community. We're going to need to sometimes share stuff. Share our food. And what if it's your last piece? What if it's your last pot? You know, <laughs> what if Elijah come, came to the widow and say, Hey, give me your last meal. And she said, now I'm going to die. She says, give me that last meal. And then he said, like, open up the buckets. And then the oil came and there was a flooding. You know, what if that widow didn't give Elijah that last pot she had? Some of us are going to need to give our last pots. <laughs> Some of us are going to need to learn what it means to really love where it's going to cost you something. You know, it's, it's easy to give out of the overflow of your life. But what if it's your last meal? What if it's that last opportunity? So love will be tested. Our giving will be tested. There's going to be challenges around us as it goes on. And yes, God can stop everything in a moment. God is great. He's awesome. But what in the middle of our storms? God says, now I want the church to arise. Are we going to be the church? Are we going to step up? You know, John G. Lake and these people, just amazing testimonies of how through massive storms they would keep on serving, keep on going. Don't change your course of direction. Don't be distracted now, church. We are the church, and it's time for us to arise. But it's time for us to reject fear. It's time for us to begin to fear God. And so that first scripture, I want to read it to us again. It's just such a beautiful scripture, that last part. It says, it says there, as, as we come together, have you got it there on the screen? It says, no, I need to just go up a little bit to the first one, the first, first scripture. In Hebrews, oh, no, no, let's make it the second scripture. In Psalm 18, it says, He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even to his ears. God hears the cries of his people in psalm 18 so david had this understanding of god that god hears so i want us uh, as we're going to pray and finish and challenge each other <clears throat> questions you know the first one is what what are you afraid of at the moment maybe it's something very practical maybe it's elderly people in your family that are struggling that's going through tough times what's the fear in our hearts let's talk about it let's pray for each other the second thing is, what, what do you think is the opportunity for the kingdom of God to come? What, what are people that you can go and minister to? Let's pray for open doors. Let's pray, Lord, that the fear will be removed and give us faith in our hearts. Give us boldness to preach your word. And the third one is, is simply, Lord, is there anything in my heart that I need to to make right in my relationships? You know, let's do, let the light of God shine on us so that we can make sure that our relationships are intact. Our relationship with God and our relationship with one another. But it's so important that we minister to one another and we come to this place where, yes, where so many are in distress. We can say, hey, he is my strength. He is my deliverer. He is my fortress. The one in whom I'll trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. And don't allow the devil to criticize. Don't allow the devil to say that God is not good. Because the moment when that happens, you know, it's the old old story of deception. What if God didn't say this? Or did God really say this? Or is God really good? Why would God allow? Because what the devil wants is he wants to rob us of a childlikeness, a soft heart, and our faith. Don't let the devil rob you of your faith. You know, it's each one of us have a measure of faith and let's let you use it now in that proportion that God has given us. So it's time for those faith challenges, you know, and that's the sort of the last question. What's the things in our hearts? But what are What are those things that we can say? Okay, Lord, you've given me this. How can I now begin to serve others? How can I go out there to love others? How can I make a difference? What opportunities and hey. Scripture a day keeps the devil away. So let's put it on Facebook and testify of God's goodness, even in tough times. You know, we had a family that lost a child in in the most (laughs) tragedy way that one can think of. You know, it was a massive just tragedy for them as a family. But... To see how they came and pulled through is just such a testimony of God's peace, His joy. You know, it's the worst thing that can happen to a family. But standing there and then worshipping God, deciding, we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to say He's good. We're going to, we're going to believe in what, what His promises is because it's not like, hey, we're now trying to hang on to life. We have life in Christ. So I want to pray for us. Let's talk a bit, break up into groups and share with one another and maybe WhatsApp. All your friends and say, "Hey, how's it going? What's happening in your heart? Are you responding to fear? Are you responding to faith? What is the Lord saying? Go and share it with other people, and let's let's be accountable. WhatsApp can do it. You know, form a WhatsApp group. And sorry for spamming you so much because I, you're gonna get a lot of more more spamming, but um, that's just because we love you and we want to be in contact with everyone around us. So let's pray and let's let, let's search our hearts, and then we're gonna break up into groups. Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity." Yeah, Lord, this is the time. Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Although, although deep darkness may cover the earth, the Lord's light will shine on you. Father, let your light, your countenance, your face shine on us. We want to thank you, Father, for the freedom we have. Yeah, Just to share life with you and share life with each other. Father, we pray for a godly immune system in the church and in our lives. Lord, we pray for your kingdom to come. We pray, Father, that as we reject every fear and the slavery to fear, that you come to raise up your church in this time. Lord, that your church will be the light and the salt in the earth. Lord, we are not going to hide away. We're not going to just stand in the background, Lord, and let time tell us what happens. Lord, we want to hear your voice. Thank you that you speak, and thank you that your sheep hear your voice. Come and speak to us again. Like you've spoken this morning to us, Father. I pray for everyone that can hear my voice, Lord. Those, Lord, who's listening in. Lord, come, let your kingdom come. Lord, I pray for a stirring of gifts inside of us. Lord, let faith arise. Lord, let your gifts arise. Lord, give us a boldness and a confidence. Lord, in this world, this broken world, this desperate world. To say, yes, Jesus is alive. And Lord, let us live with love for one another. Lord, let your love be known in us and through us. We pray that in Jesus' name today. Amen. So the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face shine upon you. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.